You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your hosts, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Happy Saturday morning, Albuquerque. Hope you're out and about. Probably watching a little youth league baseball this morning. Probably getting ready for a little yaffle football. Kids are out there yaffling. Probably excited about high school football today. Football. Probably academy soccer of some sort for the United. Probably the United of some sort. UNM Lobos of some sort. The, the Lobos are probably up and stretching already. Ben, Ben stretching. Has had a nice breakfast. They were leaving this morning, probably an hour ago, for El Paso on the bus. They left this morning? Yes. They didn't let them sleep in El Paso? Nope. Going to go early Saturday morning was the word, the plan. That is a bad choice. I agree. That's a bad choice. I don't love that. I didn't know that. If I knew that yesterday, that's that would have been a segment. How bad of a choice. Yeah, how'd you come across that information, Michael? I know many things, but I see nothing. What does that mean? Well, okay. It's cryptic. I learned it from Aaron Rodgers. Are you a character on Game of Thrones all of a sudden? But not even like a like a good (laughs) character, like a like a weird offshooty one that has weird gigantic plot points for. One episode of one season, and they're absolutely forgotten before the end. Oh, I like am, every character in Game of Thrones? Is that what you're talking about? I just ah. hate Game of Thrones. I am Fred Slow, alongside me, Game of Thrones enthusiast Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. Man, those was a good first six seasons, wasn't it? Five and a half. <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing? Everything up to the Red Wedding. Kind of really petered off. Kind of really Peter Dinklaged off after that. Did it really? I thought the Red Wedding was pretty money. It was the last. It was the last good thing it did. Everything with Robert Baratheon's kid, stupid. I was really into it until uh, Jon Snow banged his sister. That that one that one kind of turned me off a little bit. That was in the. That was like very. That was very much near the end. Like yeah, yeah like yeah. you actually stood it out longer than than most. I went all the way. The end was bad. I went all the way, just like Jon Snow went all the way with his sister. Which didn't even end up being part of the story. Didn't matter whatsoever. Michael Vital, did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, I got this series at home, and okay. I agree with you guys. It's After stupid. season six, it kind of petered it's off. It's awful ending. He's proven to be the bastard stepson of the guy who's supposed to inherit all the power of the Earth, or Middle Earth, or whatever it is. Rose Guard. I don't even remember the name of the whatever it is. <laughs> you're, you're talking about Norse mythology, right? Yes. Now. But as that was revealed to the to the viewer in a flashback dream from a younger brother that wasn't biologically connected to him except for a half no, not even a half father. It was like an adopted father. So then for some reason he was able to tune into the lineage of this guy that he had no genetic connection to, 
And then he told the loudest mouth in the whole country, the redheaded stepsister, who then snitched immediately. Such a snitch. It was. It's the dumbest thing ever written in an effort to just give up. Sansa would do very poorly in Albuquerque with all her snitching. She would do very. She yeah. She we'd see her down at UNM getting stitches. UNMH. Yeah. Get them stitches sewed up. Little snitch. The Mike Fires of the North. We are roughly three months from 2021. God, it sounds so weird when you say it like that. I mean, 2022. We're three months from 2022. That It feels so weird that I even said it wrong. <laughs> I didn't even notice, to be honest. Which means we're like basically three years from 2019, which I'm still obsessed with because I feel like 2020 and 2021 were non-existent. Let me give you an example, a little perspective. Okay. First off, we're old. First we're old. Yeah. Let's just say we're old. This is as old as I've ever been right now. If you want a perspective on how old you are, Dazed and Confused is a movie that was shot in 1993. Correct. About high school seniors in 1976. Yes. If they made Dazed and Confused right now, it would be about high school seniors in 2005. No, it would be about high school seniors in 1976. You can still make the same movie. I'm talking about the spread in years, Fred. Oh. Okay. Come with me on this journey. I was a little confused. It's 2021. All right, here today's varsity is the varsity of recasting dazed and confused. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. What we're gonna do today in the ten forty five segment, the I nine varsity, is we're gonna recast Dazed and Confused set in two thousand and five. Okay? Okay. That's today's varsity. So tune in at ten forty five. I'm very upset at Michael Vital for starting me off in this Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. I had done so very well to not revisit Game of Thrones since Game of Thrones concluded. Because, yeah, you've you've buried it down like all the other disappointments in your life. You just shoved it down like a man, and then you forgot it was there, and somebody had to remind you. And now what? You First thing Monday morning, set an appointment with your therapist after the gym? And then I sit down in front of said therapist, and they're actually like a GOT enthusiast. And I'm like, what is, go- what is going on here? Like every example from your life, there's a Game of Thrones yeah. reference. Like, you're not helping. You're giving me more PTSD on Game I mean, of Thrones. I'm getting weird introspective, like like confusion, where like I, I look in the mirror and I see myself as like the only intelligent and bright. I, I basically look like Ryan Gosling to myself. And no one else can see me for the beauty that I possess because the world is overrun with Game of Thrones ignorance three years after it concluded. Hot take. <laughs> That's Your take is darker than that one battle. You're talking about... The long night. The Yes. Yeah. And the Battle of the Bastards was a good... like that, that Done very well. I love that one. Done very well. Yeah. And then you juxtaposition bastards. The battle of the bastards, Michael. (laughs) You you stop it. Listen, I know we have UNM football today. I know it's Major League Baseball playoffs. I know it's the Ryder Cup. I know we have. We're going to do college picks, and we're going to do NFL quick hitters because we did our NFL picks yesterday on the afternoon show. But I will spend all morning. I'll do my NFL picks again for the loyal listener. We could do it all over. 
I'll just hit. I'll just hit play on what we did yesterday. Yeah, you, did you can that for us? Can you right get that right now? You just hit play next segment. That's what we'll do. Okay. I was waiting for today's goat feature. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? Game the, of Thrones. The goat. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Got. Goa. Got. Okay. Goat feature. I saw that on Urban Dictionary. Baratheons. <laughs> Kapkas. Deschambeaux. Hey, look. I still got snows. I still got Feast. sand in my phone from Hawaii. That's not that impressive. I do, do not ever humble brag on how you can't clean. Like, what is that? Well, there's like these, that's like ribbed right here, and sand got into the ribs. For the weekend in front of the show, Van and I spent the last week in Hawaii less the last two days, and he's still currently humble bragging on how he doesn't know how to clean. Well, I did my laundry and cleaned house yesterday, what, but what, I didn't clean my phone case. What's the point of cleaning your house that you weren't in for the last week when you have things that need immediate attention? <laughs> like my phone case. Yes. Laundry. Figure it I out. I did my laundry. Did you guys travel light or take the whole kitchen sink with you? Yeah, light. I mean, I had a bag. We had a bag. Everyone had a check-in, and I had a backpack. It was pretty simple. You don't need I, a lot. Like it's not. It's I not travel get, light everywhere, though. Yeah, it's not gonna get cold. Like, what do you need? You want to hear my checklist, Vital? No one wants that. And that's an obsession you've had lately. <laughs> list. <laughs> like it's and it's actually weird to me your obsession. We with do lists. lists every show. No, no, you're doing it in a regular life, which is which is really cumbersome. Because I'll be like, Hey, Van, what's your opinion? on this plan and you'll be like let me just run off a list and i'm like i'm like we're talking about going to nelly passport check yeah. i'm like i'm like hey i'm like you want to go to nelly he's like well yeah but can we invite so-and-so and so-and-so i'm like what are you making a list of people for just do you want to go to nelly like yes or no of course i want to go to nelly not because of the musical talents because i know i'm gonna have a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun nelly's at the rio rancho event center speak you on the 12th. Calling me cumbersome? You have become. You say I'm too heavy? I'm too light? Or too black or too white? Too wrong or too right? Today or too night? Too rich or too poor? I'm cumbersome? <laughs> wanting it less. I've got no cellulite. No, that's okay, Vital. You're it's just, not lyrics to that song. I'm just rhyming at this point. Seven Mary Three lyrics. I had a big thing for Seven Mary Three when I was in grade school. In like fifth grade, it was like Seven Mary Three to me was like the band. Oh, they really? had, yeah, they had uh, Cumbersome and Come to the Water or Come from the Water. That's it, Come from the Water. Oh, that's, that's the Toad. That's, that's the Toadies. The Toadies uh, are a way better band. What's the other one? Uh, I don't know Seven Mary Three. I do. So Water's Edge, similar. So Seven Mary. That's the word water. That's yeah. the only similarity. Nah, it's actually it's a big similarity. So, so the Chum album, it came out in 94, so I guess this would have been 95. So, 95, I'm in, like, fifth grade. And do you remember writing letters? Do you remember that when you were a kid? Oh, sure. Cool. So I like, still do. Oh, I don't. Oh, gosh, no. They're called emails, though. No, no, no. I'm talking, like, the whole process. I'm talking, like, folded carbon paper. Yeah, yeah. Inside of, like, an envelope, like, addressed and stamped, the whole deal. So I wrote Seven Mary Three a letter. Shut up. And I was like, I was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm ten years old, and uh, I and, like you. Yeah. 
And it'd be really cool if 7 Mary 3 liked me too. Send. Whatever, right? So anyways, weeks go by, months go by. And I had forgotten about my love for 7 Mary 3 because it was 1995. And they sent me back a letter. And inside it, it had like band stickers and like some stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm the biggest 7 Mary 3 mark now. Although I forgot the name of the song was Water's Edge two seconds ago. That's a my that's my submarine three exposure. <laughs> Do you still have those stickers? No. Of what'd, you, not. what'd you put the stickers on? A door that my mom made me take them off of. Yeah. Yeah. Like on my bedroom door. Because she didn't want her beautiful boy listening to Seven Mary Three. Hey, cumbersome hits. She she knew what life was ahead of you if you kept listening to Seven Mary Three. I believe I sent it to like Atlantic Records because I didn't know where else to send it, you know? Okay. And and I, I think my mom was like, you're not going to get anything back. And I remember like getting back the, the stickers and being like, what do you know, mom? Yeah. It's like fifth grade me. You ever send my Santa Claus letters out? I don't know if she did or not. And I was like, now go go buy me a new pair of, of Penny Hardaway shoes. That's what I said. I had a pair of pennies. Oh, I did too. Oh, my God. I had the gray on black and white. Is that what you had? White, blue, black. I think we're thinking of the same ones. Okay. <laughs> I can still see them in my head. Oh, same. Well, they had that sweet, like, heavy circle on the side. That should have been a day's varsity. Nostalgic shoes that I super miss instead of the varsity of recasting Dazed and Confused as if it was sitting circa 2005. <laughs> I got a friend in Vegas, and he's ultra rich, multimillionaire. He inherited money. You should meet he's us. He's got a huge, about the size of that studio you guys are in, full of brand new shoes. It's not that impressive. Everything from that. the early '80s. I could have that. That's not that impressive. I'm a bit. I'm still a big Jordan guy. I have a few pairs of threes and fours. I'm still into that. I think because they're popular again in pro wrestling, I could get a pair of ones. I think I look cool in that. Let's go to break when we get back. MLB pennant races, Major League Baseball playoff picture. Uh, we're going to have a good first hour of mostly Major League Baseball talk. This is Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys at 505-246-0610 on the Graphic Connection hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We've been doing it at Bourbon and Boots. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, back on the program, and I'm back on the sports focus. It's about to be. It's about to be. It's about to be. The most wonderful time hey, of the year. Are you doing that? Because when you parked downstairs, you heard the guy just bumping Christmas music in the parking lot. Did you hear that too? No, I would have called the cops on him. Oh my God. I so I, I would have called the cops, but it was one of the security guys here in the building. So who do you call? Same answer. It was, oh my, it was terrifying. I parked the car, which is a thing that makes sense to do. And I get out of the car and it's just pum-pum-pum-pum. And I'm like, what? Oh, boy, it's September. You probably lost a bet. And I'm talking, like, loud. I'm talking, like... I missed out on that. 
You showed up a little earlier than me today. It was creepers, dude. Super creepers. All right. Playoff pennant pitcher. Major League Baseball. The Giants and the Dodgers are the most exciting, epic thing in the history of all Major League Baseball. True or false? This year, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Because everyone thought it was going to be Dodgers-Padres. That was the storyline at the beginning of the year. Like the two biggest powerhouses in the league are in the NL West. But all the prognosticators got one thing wrong. It was the Giants. They can't lose. They're like the St. Louis Cardinals, but of a full season. And you're right, though, about unlikely. Their players are unlikely. Yeah. They got a hundred of them, dog. They got a hundred. Hit a hundred last night. But they're still only one game up on the Dodgers. The Dodgers got 99 of them. (laughs) So crazy. No, they got 98, so they're two games up. They got 99 now. That's so crazy to me. They got 99 wins, but a loss ain't one. Hit me. The Dodgers are on pace to win 104 of them. Mm-hmm. What? And you don't get the pennant? <laughs> Are you kidding? You don't get – you're on pace to win 104 of them, and you're going to be in the wild card against the St. Louis Cardinals who have an opportunity at that point to win 20 straight? It was the Yankees last year, wasn't it? They had over 100 wins but didn't win the division. So, But here's the thing. The 104 wins would be the most wins for – any major league baseball team did not win the pennant since 95. It's a long time. I couldn't tell you who that was. It's just a stat I found. Is that when Seven Mary Three's Cumberson came out? 1995? No, <laughs> Chum came out in 94. We just had this talk. And by the way, check out the album. It's like a good rock album. I'm not doing that. Don't expect me to do that, and I'm not going to talk about it with you because I'm not doing it. The 2018 Yankees is who you're talking about, Vital. And then they beat Oakland, if you remember, and then just got a thwopping from the Red Sox and the ALDS. You ready for this one, Van? Hit me. The Dodgers win percentage since August 1st, okay? Okay. Is the best in baseball. Okay. 745. Pretty good. In ordinary times, being 35 and 12. And they had a lot of injuries, issues with their bullpen. Well, they got the deepest roster in baseball. They're plug and play. Their bench, their bench beats the Cubs 7 out of 10 games. 745. <laughs> And look at this. The Giants, because I said the Dodgers are 35 and 12. The Giants are 34 and 15. This is one of the I'm rubber in your glue. It's so crazy to me. It's been a really fun year of baseball, and I like all the young upstart superstars who have been performing up to the level of hype. It's a shame Ron Acuna Jr. got hurt, but here's Atlanta 
still at the top of the East, fighting off Philadelphia. <clears throat> One and a half games up with nine left. It's a great story. Vitals Milwaukee Brewers. Most people pick them to be third in the Central. Here they are with a top three rotation. It's absolutely unhittable. Milwaukee can go on a run in the playoffs. They scrape together enough runs. They play really good small ball. They put the ball in play. They got the best bullpen in baseball, the best starting three in and baseball. They even have relievers that are starters. You're, you're slightly ahead of where I want to be. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I want to get to all that. All right. I got to keep beating this Giants-Dodgers thing into the ground first. I love the Giants story this year. Listen to this stat. All these stats I'm getting off USA Today, it's mind-boggling. From Bob? From our friend Bob? He's giving us all these stats? I don't know this is Bob. Let me look. Talking about USA Today's Bob this Nightingale, is, no, friend of the show? Gabe LaQuest. What was that last name? LaQuest. Okay. So, not counting days that the Dodgers and the Giants play each other, 75% of the time, they have the same result on days. So, 75% of the time, they both win. That's nuts. The Giants this month have won five games on their final at bat. That's how they've done it all year. So I got this pulled up, too, to bang this home. The Giants are five games above where they're supposed to be. Their projected expected win-losses are 96 and 58 and they're ahead one game ahead of the Dodgers. The Dodgers with their 99 wins are expected to win 104 at this point. Yeah. Not the whole season at this point. So the Giants are winning the close games, the Dodgers are losing the close games, and that has the Giants a game ahead. And we all know what matters in the playoffs is winning those close games. Not a lot of blowouts in the MLB playoffs. Doesn't happen very often. 17 pitch hit home runs for the Giants this season. What? That's bonkers. What? That's bonkers. That'd be, that'd be one a game if they only played 17 games, Fred. How is Gabe Kapler like, you know what? I know exactly who to put in there. <laughs> like what? Every time. Every time? Every time. He's the Kenny Rogers of MLB managers. Well, the Giants won 100 games in 154 games. That's unreal. That's 17 pitch hit home runs that I just gave you guys? The last team to do that? 2016 St. Louis Cardinals. Did not win the World Series. Nine games remaining for each team, right? Correct. God, they're both going to win so many games. And the Dodgers, what do you, realistically, what do the Dodgers need to go in the last night? Seven and two, probably. Yeah. They're eight and two and only picked up two games in the past ten. Would you rather be the, I mean, obviously you're going to say winner. But, like, would you rather be, like, the historical, like, winner of this one? Because whoever loses out on this one, this is this is the worst second-place finish that you could possibly get. I mean, it's the best second-place finish. But because of that, it makes it the worst. And you got to face a super hot St. Louis Cardinals team. 
Whoever yeah. whoever loses the National League West has to play a team that just won 14 games in a row. Strong chance for the Cardinals to win again today. Yeah, they're playing the Cubs. It's a very strong chance. Just so weird. Sunday they play the Cubs. <laughs> like, there could be 16 in a row for the Cardinals before they take Monday off. Do I think they'll take all three from the Brewers in St. Louis? Probably not. No. But would I have thought they would have had 14 in a row? Possibly 16. Possibly 16. Possibly 20. <laughs> also, can you imagine the fan base in St. Louis for the final six-game home stretch, which is Brewers at Cardinals and then Cubs at Cardinals? You're talking about a home field advantage like you have not seen. That will be the most excited crowd of all time. They don't let, especially this time of the year and especially in the playoffs, their ticket sales are so overwhelmingly home. Three million people every year. You don't have any other colors in your stands. No. They don't let visitors it's, into the stands. It's all bloods there. Yes. Yeah. And the Dodgers, like, that's going to be the tough one for the Dodgers, right? Because you're going to come down to the final two, three games of the season, and you're going to say, do we go for the division or do we set up to have Scherzer in the wild card. You got to do both. The, you the can't. Dodgers pitching is so deep, it doesn't matter. Because you're going to have one day in between the wild card. Yeah, you get so one day. You can pitch Scherzer in your third to last game and then have him for the wild card. And Scherzer, he's got a rubber arm. He could pitch every day if they would let him. Let's go to break. More Major League Baseball talk when we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail. RV, connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're taking text today as well. Playing again with the I-9 Sports. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. I think I might have said that. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, we're breaking it down. Break it down. Tenant races, wild car races, playoff picture and prediction, Major League Baseball. 505-246-0610, Graphic Connection Hotline, call your boys. Call your boys about baseball. We're going to talk UNM at 9 a.m. We're going to talk NFL, 10 o'clock hour, probably, part, probably start around like 9.30. All right. We both have the Giants winning the West. Maybe. Okay. You know what I want to see is a lot of bonus baseball. I want to see a lot of game 163s. I want to see a game 163 with San Fran and L.A. I want to see a game 163 with Atlanta and Philly. I want to see a game 163 with two out of Boston, New York, and Toronto. That would be so sweet. They don't just go with matchups in that? They have to play an extra game? Yes. That's crazy. Make Max Scherzer picture in that one. 
make Max Scherzer pitch three in a row. <laughs> so the West, regardless of 163, I think will come down to the Giants winning and the Dodgers finishing in the wild card. That's how I feel. I've been counting out the Giants all year. Same. Early in the year, it's like, ah, oh, they're just hot. This is just baseball. Anybody can win. All-star break. I was like, Dodgers and Padres are going to come rushing back. And Giants can't hang. And then here we are, one week of baseball left, and I'm still saying, Giants ain't got what it has. So they, what it, they ain't got what it takes. When you say that, are you saying it like, Hundred percent? Are you saying it like seventy-five percent? Are you saying it like fifty percent? I'm saying it incrementally less all year. Yeah. You got to believe, right? They've done it all year. Of course, they're good. They've done it all year. You would think for the division, it's probably at or near like seventy-five percent that they're going to win it. Well, they got a game. They got one game. A game up. That's very important with this little bit of time left. But like Milwaukee, for instance, going back to the NL Central, which we'll just put two seconds into. Like it's like a it's like a ninety nine point nine percent chance they're going to win it, but they're not the best team in their division right now. The Giants have some good, really good stuff going for them. They play the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Padres. The last three against the Padres, so that's a very soft schedule for the end of the year it's sweet that the giants ended their season with four division games in a row major league baseball does that right the dodgers got the super soft diamondbacks right now then the padres then the brewers so it seems like the giants are more set up for success they got a softer schedule they don't have to play each other throughout the end of the year and the Giants have a softer schedule and that bodes well being a game up but it's division stuff so like San Diego would love to be the team that puts you in the wild card yeah yeah. now they won't be able to do it because they're too busy fighting over who dad likes the most (laughs) bunch of children on that team They're oh. embarrassing. I wouldn't go that far, but it's not a good look. Oh, man, I would go that far. From what they were supposed to be to what they are. And that's why they're having that locker room beef. Yeah. It's because of the big disappointment they are. Yeah. Because after 76 games this year, they go into the locker room and go, we lost again? This is your fault, Manny. No, this is your fault, Fernando. Grr. And I feel like there's, like, a magic number for that, too. Like, once you get over, like, I don't know, man, what do you think it is, 60? Once you're over, like, 60 losses, then you're like, are we are we maybe losing more than we're supposed to? Because you're like, you lose, a couple, you lose a couple close ones early in the year, and you're like, no big deal. Huge deal right now. Padres have a great young roster they're going to be good for a long time this isn't their year get over it guys it's hey i agree it's not their year it was supposed to be their first year this was supposed to be the first one their emergence yeah yeah 
They snuck in last year, made some noise, got even better this year, demolished by injuries. But they got a really good young roster that's not going anywhere. They'll it's, be fine next year. I agree. It's literally not going anywhere. It's not rising to the top. It's not rising to the top. Yet. No. This cream is settled in the middle, and you're like, that doesn't even make sense. It's not cream. That's just that's just way. They were supposed to be the Giants. Yeah. But the Giants are the Giants. The Giants won't win the World Series because it's an odd-numbered year. <laughs> that's an excellent point. So in the in the central, the Brewers are out in front. The Cardinals are literally world beaters. At but this hey, point. hold on. For yeah, a go ahead. Does COVID reset their even number year? No. So are the Giants reset because mm -mm. of the short COVID year? Now they're only an odd year team. You're very confused on how evens and odds work. I don't think so. Do you think it's 2021 or do you think it's 2020? I think it's still 2020. No, see, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So the world beater Cardinals are going to be at what we believe to be 16 straight and finish in the wild card, and there's no more conversation there. They're they're set in the wild card. Yeah. They're not going to implode with nine games left being five games up. No. Not against who they got left. It's the second place team of the NL West will be hosting the Cardinals in the wild card game. That's set. Yeah, you said hosting. You should have said losing, too. Okay. That's one way. I think uh, being a Brewers fan here, if they're going to lock down the division, they got to sweep the Mets this weekend because coming up next week, the Brewers played three in St. Louis and three in L.A. against the Dodgers. And if the breaks fall the way they have been for the Cardinals, that's perfect for St. Louis to possibly pick up that division. Well, and, and Milwaukee took the, w, took the W yesterday. What are the Mets at? Like They're like seven games under five hundred, right? They're not uh, they're like slumping. Yeah, they're not a team that you'd be like, cool. But again, it's the end of the year. Cubs not Cubs aren't going to help out the Brewers against no, the Cardinals. No, they're not. Mets are a big disappointment. Hey, the the bottom of the seventh last night because I watched that game. The Cubs went up and just swung at the first pitch and everything. They're like, we're ready to go home. We don't care. <laughs> we're done. Why did we give up twelve runs? The East to me, the National League East, is the most interesting of of all of them. Because, unlike the West, where these you know both these teams are going to keep winning, Atlanta and Philadelphia both don't care. Atlanta and Philadelphia are like, I guess the playoffs could be cool. Maybe, whatever, if I have to, someone has to win it. Shoulder shrug. Ugh. If the Padres, who we were just lambasting. Right were in the East, they'd be two games back, two and a half games back. The Cardinals would be four games up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, 81 of them. Philly, 80 of them. And in the last 10, Atlanta, pedestrian, five and five? I don't think the Dodgers want to play the Cardinals for a one-game playoff. That's I think why there's that mad dash to get past the Giants here in, within the week. No one wants to play the Cardinals. Well, it's, it's playing into the Cardinals' hand that the Dodgers are in a pennant race and they can't just rest their dudes. I agree. So all their best starters are going to pitch, all their best players are going to be playing back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. And the Cardinals, unless they want to take this winning streak as far as they can, can start resting guys and start getting ready for this wild card game and a playoff push. 
If the Dodgers can just rest everybody, they have a rested Max Scherzer and then just a murderer's row of offense, and they'd be overwhelming favorites against the Cardinals. More MLB talk, including our NL East prediction, and then we'll move to the AL to finish this one out. It's the Dave & Buster's program, ABQ Central. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, so as we were breaking it down, we got to figure out if more than one team is coming out of the NL East, and they're not. They are not. So it's going to be the just injury-stricken, giving up on the year Atlanta Braves. Versus the injury-stricken, giving up on the year Philadelphia Phillies. Hey, but arguably MVP Bryce Harper. Yeah. Bryce Harper can rake. He's so good. Yeah. Bryce Harper is that prospect that ended up being exactly what you thought he would be. Nothing more, nothing less. Very little credit, too. When you talk about the big names in baseball, the big bats in baseball, he's down on the list. For some reason, he's down on the list. It's the hair. People are jealous of the hair. I d- you know what? It's not just the hair, though. It's the whole – he's the package. You know, you like – you talk about a guy like um, Tyler O'Neill or like Harrison Bader with the Cardinals. You're like, those are five tool guys. Well, he's just a, he's a humble locker room guy. That's not Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is in your face, talking smack, running into the catcher, even though it's not a not legal anymore. He uh, He draws, too, from the worst place you want to draw from. Like, if you're trying to argue with someone, as far as confidence goes. Because he draws from a well of, like, experience and talent and capability. He's not like, I'm just going to throw out LeBron James's name. He's not LeBron James, who's like, so, uh, social, uh, things I'm not 100% familiar with. Things Here's some stuff I regurgitated. When Bryce Harper comes at you, it's always, like, from, like, a large surplus of, of knowledge and understanding and Mormonism. That last one, I can't really say if that's true. I got Philadelphia overcoming this one and a half games in the final nine here this, to pass Atlanta. I know the percents are low. I know it doesn't make a ton of sense, but I think they're a better team, and that's how I feel it's going to play out. It's hard to predict, man. The Braves are so underperforming this year, and then no Ron Acuna Jr., that's some really good deadline pickups to help their outfield. Cause, I mean, with the, with those two, I think it comes down to who pitches the best the last couple weeks. I mean, the last week, excuse me. Well, the Nationals, or excuse me, the Phillies, they got two against Pittsburgh, right? And then they go to Atlanta, and it's that head-to-head matchup that makes it. Yeah. And then you end the year against Miami, and Miami and – I, where's that? That's probably at Lone Depot, right? So that's probably in Miami. So I just I don't see the Phillies taking a lot of L's here, and with the chance to play Atlanta head to head, because that's like that's not just one game. That's like two games. Because you get the one, but then they don't get the one if you get the one. So instead of getting one, you get more than one, which is two. My brain hurts after those last two. Sentences. You know it worked out though. You know exactly what, what I said. What? If you play one against the one that you have to get one against, uh-huh. then that one doesn't count as one because it's one more because they lose one, so then it's like it's two. That's better. 
Okay. Yes, that is accurate. Philadelphia can be the one in the one and one when they play one on one. What is the confusion there? Words. <laughs> That's how I see the NL playing out. I see the NL playing out in a way to where the Giants win it, the Dodgers wild card it, the Brewers win it, the Cardinals wild card it. Philadelphia wins it. And there you go. Bob's your uncle. Toronto took a big loss last night that really hurt their chances. You're in the AL now. Well, I'm doing them all. We're not going to have time before the break. <laughs> we got two minutes. We're not going to be able to break down the AL in two minutes. Two minutes, Turkish. Although the Yankees winning last night against Boston really hurts the Red Sox chances. And if the Yankees win that series over the way if they just win one more then that hurt that that hurts boston i think boston's up by what a game and a half in the wild card one one single solitary game okay yeah the al is good but they don't have those two i guess houston and tampa i guess but houston's not really running away the way i thought they would Houston has been hurt, hurt, hurt all year. But they're finally healthy and playing together, and then they got demolished 14-2 to yesterday. <laughs> it's not very good. Houston is very good. Houston will make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're going to be one of the teams to look out for. And they're still, like, over their last 10, what are they, 6-4, and 7-3, and three, something crazy? It's fine. Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. They're not the talk of the town, but they will be. They start making noise. Cause they, they it, don't... It, it looks like Tampa Bay's got the one seed lockdown. Sure. They gotta lose they gotta lose out. Astros gotta win out to take them over. It won't happen. So I mean Tampa gets the wild card winner, and in all likelihood, Houston plays the White Sox first round. And ooh buddy. The winner of that is my favorite. Did you ever think that uh, Larusa would yes. be making this type of yep. managerial? Hundred percent, I did. Really? Yep. It has nothing to do with Larusa. It has to do with their super talented lineup. Mm. They have a very strong roster. Dave Duncan helping with the pitching and just a team of studs out there. Yeah, exactly. A team of studs. Dave McKay. Tony Larusa ain't got nothing to do with okay. that. Okay. You know what he do? He wins ships. He you know what he does? He divides the locker room. He don't even care what decade it is. He's like, let's just go get ships keep handing them good rosters i don't think there's a deficit to a manager who picks advantageous opportunity to get d dubs <laughs> he gets dubs <laughs> all he do is win 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 no matter what we're going to push back lobo talk so we can finish major league baseball pennant and playoff predictions do the al when we get back good first hour of baseball talk Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with an I-9 sports fan. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Van, who just delivered us this coffee? What, what's the name of the company? Central Grill. Central Grill. Thank you. A little breakfast. A little fun little breakfast deal here. Thank you to producer Bob over on KKOB. What a dude.
they got good pancakes. From from my experience, they have good everything. I'm swearing off cake. Have I talked to you about this? No, but you should. No more cake outside of celebration. I'm not a big Why cake you, guy. You eat cake all the time? Is that no? But I just don't like. If I'm having like a real honest moment, I just I don't think I get from it like anything. Like it's it's not good for you, obviously, and then it's not like overwhelmingly good. It doesn't taste that great. I'm a big pie guy. I'll choose pie over cake every day. Give me a pie with a scoop of ice cream on it. Yeah. And, and no cake can compare to that. How about blueberry or apple? Cherry. Well, all of them. It's cherry. I like a mixed mixed berry. Big mixed berry guy. Uh, you know what I do? Like, like a mixed berry with some like uh, no. rhubarb. So Okay, I don't eat rhubarb. <laughs> berry, a berry rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb is literally the grossest. If you eat it straight like a maniac. No, you're talking about sardines. The <laughs> Why would I ever talk about sardines? <laughs> what does that have to do? You know, straight is like a maniac move. Oh. I like apple pie in the fall because also I'm not a big pumpkin mark. I know Pe- a lot of people. Pecan pie. Okay, I do my. Yeah, that's a pecan, good one. Pe- pecan pie is superior. Yeah, pecan, well, not to apple pie. No. Okay. No. I, okay. Okay, but, you just act like I hate America all of a sudden? No. Like apple pie is not the best? Get out of here. You know what else pie gets? Is cinnamon, and I really mess with cinnamon. I love cinnamon. Of the go-tos, though, and thank you for spreading this conversation, what was it, Central Street Girls, have you said? Mm-hmm. I am a banana, vanilla wafer pudding guy. Okay. So That's my go So you're a child, Yeah, is what you're saying. Yes, you're yeah. a baby. Who has no taste in desserts whatsoever? Mm, it's delicious. Okay. <laughs> that to me is that's what you give babies when they're crying. They won't shut up. Now here, have some pudding. You believe that pudding Child. is medicine? Is that what you just said? You just prescribe pudding to stop babies from crying? Yes. I don't. I don't know where you got medicine from. That's kind of weird. What? Hold up. You're creating a <laughs> scenario where if a child is crying, you feed it. You feed it pudding. Sweets. Yes. That's that's dumb. Like, I'm not a parent, but it's apparent to me that that is dumb. Okay. You're not a parent. You've never had to do that before. No. Can't you just, like... But I'm a good parent, so instead of pudding, I would do it with, like, fruit and vegetables. I was like, oh, little, little baby cranky, you want some grapes? There's some bananas. And... I brought you grapes today. You're not even eating any of the grapes I brought you. I think I had one. Wants cake. <laughs> he wants cake. I'm off cake. Outside of celebrations and carrot. So if you're you're really swearing off cake, at least for breakfast, do you think you can go the distance? Go for speed. <laughs> yes. What's the distance? I don't know. Ten pounds. What What are you doing this cake thing for? I'm just not. No, I just. It's. Not, it has nothing to do with like, like health. It has all to do with, like, it's not really. It's not a real food. That's what I'm saying. It's not real food. Yeah, if my options are, like, have a breakfast cake or have, like, anything of substance, why would I pick cake? Yeah. We we quit doing muffins and scones in the morning. Yeah. There was it, nothing to it. It's just a cake hybrid. I yeah. don't see them on the table anymore. No. Yeah. I brought fruit and nuts and cheese. I don't need waffles. I don't need pancakes. Okay, well, now... Waffles pancakes. and pancakes yum, yum. are delicious. 
Dog, they ain't different to what I'm talking about. They're just kind of like flat cakes. Though. Yeah. Then you pour some syrup on them. Correct. Hey, that, mu- Muffy Boys. That's a special are... treat. How often are you eating cake, Fred? That's what I'm not anymore. <laughs> and I've been off of it for a while. Okay. How long has this been going on? You didn't tell me about your your cake hiatus. If I could do like some sort of like mash of egg and meat and starch, I'm in a cool way. That's your thing. I love that. You're a meat and taters guy. Love that. Yeah. And if you're like, you're like, what do you want, Freddie? Like, that's what I want. Meat and taters. And I'll eat Golden Pride bur- tortillas because they're very good. So that's that's kind of my recipe moving forward for breakfast. So enjoy your pancakes, Vitalis. Just playing for you. If you want to have your cake and eat it too, you can be the Tampa Bay Deviled Sunrays. They got 95 wins. They'll probably finish with 101. Does that sound right to you, Van? That's a good prediction. Boston, New York, and Toronto all looking up substantially. But I think all three of them are going to finish in the playoffs. Is that a weird sentence? No, wait, they can't. So Boston and New York... Oh, gosh, but Toronto. Toronto. I don't know. Toronto couldn't finish off the struggling twins. They took three L's in a row. Yeah. Mathematically, they're still alive. The Blue they're Jays. still alive. Two games. Yeah. You, separate. Could, you, could do, you could get a two-game swing out of nine, but it's Three teams are separated hard. by two games in that AL East wild card. Toronto's out. I agree. I was rooting for Toronto. I like the young upstart guys, but they're going to be good for a long time now. They'll be back next year and the year after. And I really like seeing Yankees Red Sox. Wild, one game wild card. That's Same. that's must see TV. Put it this way, the team who comes out in the wild card in the AL East, let's say it's Boston and the Yankees, one of them has to turn around and play guess who? The Rays. I love that. Now with them being interdivision, they don't like realign them or anything. That's who plays. No, that's who they would play. All right. The White Sox clinched last week, so they don't care. They've pretty much just cruised through the rest, second half of the season. I don't like that as a team has no pushback. At least the Dodgers have the Giants to keep pushing them and you know, playing like in a playoff atmosphere for the last month or two for the top spot in the NL West. But that AL Central... I don't think you just cruise into the postseason and you're ready to go. I just I think you need a little scratching and fighting and clawing to get your way to the postseason, then you roll. You would hope too that you get there with the right type of momentum. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what I'm looking at though, right here? Yeah. Seattle. Well, they're two games back just like yeah, but, <clears throat> the the Blue Jays. Yeah, but they're staring at six wins in a row. They have a state in soft, which is nice. And then the AL East is going to eat at each other. Listen to this. They can win eight in a row to end the year. Because they have the Angels five more times and the A's three times. The A's are tougher than the Angels, obviously. The A's didn't do many... By getting swept this earlier this week by Seattle. Yep. Oh man. 
if Seattle were to come in and take that spot from the Yankees? Well, that would be very good. And then Seattle would have to go to Boston, where they would lose, because any time one of those West Coast teams has to go to the East Coast. All right, so that's my prediction. So I got, obviously, everyone has Tampa, everyone has the White Sox, because they're locked in. Cool, that's what it is. Everyone's got Houston. But it'll be Boston and New York in the wild card. In all likelihood, yes. Okay. Seattle could make it into the playoffs with a negative 52 run differential. <laughs> They've been outscored. They are what? 16 games above 500, and they've been outscored by 52 runs this year. That is a bahonkers. That's a lot of runs. It's a lot of runs. You only have to win by one. You get to the postseason, it's always pitching that wins, but you want to see some offense. The Mariners get there, what would they do? Just, I mean, bats would be pretty cold. I mean, but they're on a six-game win streak, and that's what we would be talking about if the Cardinals weren't doing what they're doing. Because that would be the story. God, I love that story. And statistically speaking, what do they got, like 10% chance? Really? I would say that's about right. I'd say that's about right. And if you told Seattle at the beginning of the year, hey, you got a shot at the postseason, and all you got to do is beat up teams that you're kind of accustomed to beating up, and maybe everything will fall your way, Seattle, Seattle would be like, yeah, we'll take that. I love the uncertainty about this like last week, week and a half of the season. few teams are locked in, but they're still the AL wildcard. Four teams have a legitimate shot. Five teams have a shot. Two divisions in the National League are up for grabs. Just completely up for grabs. And the we had a strong possibility of winning the AL Central Toronto Blue Jays who are in the AL East will miss the playoffs. Correct. But then again, don't cry for them. They're going to be good for so long. No, they won't. They'll never be better than those other three teams because those teams don't. They don't stop. Well, Tampa, Tampa Bay's due for a downswing. This this says everyone every year. Well, no. No, they got a good solid core, but they're it's about pitching. to break apart. I mean, they're pitching. They're they're hitting. You look at the team batting average; it's not all that great, but. They have a couple of guys who can swing the bat, but they're, they're pitching. They can use relievers to start, starters to relieve. I mean, that, that's what you saw the last two years in the playoffs. And they've been doing it all without their ace, Tyler Glasnow. The the Kittredge guy's hurt too, right? That uh, Yeah. Chris Archer's hurt too, right? I'm not sure about Chris Archer. He is. He's got a hip. And what you're saying, I think, has been said a lot. I think people are like, oh, David Price is gone. This team will never be anything again. Like, there, I think that conversation has been going on for a long time. Where's Ian Snell? 
Yeah, but now now that Wander Franco is up on the big club. Who? Wander Franco, their all-world shortstop. Who? The number one prospect in all of baseball. Wander Franco, who has a 40-game on-base on base streak. That's crazy. He's going to be one of the best players in baseball for a decade. They keep churning them out, so it's amazing. Have, Nobody wants to go to that dump of a stadium they're in. They got tickets for $25 all the time on the field. Lower bowl, $25. No, not really. Lower corner, section 132, $25. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Like, and no, people just don't go. Man, they got a cool logo. They got cool young players. They're successful. Yeah. Winning baseball club. People don't go out to see him. What a shame. And we're talking they, like they keep it up. They're not going to be in Tampa much longer. There are a lot of bigger cities with better fan bases that are hungry for a team. Who would take that? Where? That's kind of hard to figure anyway. out. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know what team. Like, what city is like? It's a baseball town. Give me baseball. I mean, St. Las Louis Vegas, is. Nevada. Oh, there you go. North Carolina. Las, are you, Las Vegas is not going to put Oakland and Tampa into their city. Well, they're going to get one of them. They're going to get Oakland. They're going to get one of them. Yeah, I think Oakland's going to stay. No, the city will do what's right and keep Oakland there. I disagree. And it's all county based over there too. Like Oakland is like. Oakland don't support. Like, Oakland is like St. Louis, where Oakland proper doesn't have enough people, but Alameda County, and those people don't want to go into Oakland to watch baseball. Uh, that's an excellent point. I mean, they lost the Warriors. Yeah. I see Oakland getting their stuff together so they can keep the A's. I see them going to Vegas, which leaves zero landing spots for this weird scenario we've just created where the Tampa Bay Devil Sunrays leave i could i could care the carolinas would do really good with a baseball team i could see new Tennessee, york nashville would love baseball i could see new york absorbing on third team a i third really team do in, in connecticut no lie the the new england race hey how about i got a nice little city where someone can go Wait, play baseball give it to me after the break though dave and busters presents abq central live from the talk abq studio powered by new mexico pinion coffee we're on the road we're on the road with chisholm trail rv connect with your boys in the graphic connection hotline we're playing game with i9 sports remember to drink we're doing it downtown at bourbon and boots 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal bye tal we were talking about like personal fitness we were talking about like exercise and stuff because why not you ever run a mile? Like, when's the last time you ran a mile, Vital? A couple months ago, because I, I was late running and getting to work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I walk to work every day. So I walk three miles a day every day, and that mile didn't really kill me for an old guy. I did the, uh, I got like the running app van. Do you use any of that kind of stuff? No. No. So I was like, so I was running yesterday because it was like a super nice night, right? And I got like this little, like, I have this mile like track at my house like not at my house but it's like there's like this running thing in a park and it's like exactly one mile it's like perfect you you run north of your neighborhood right you don't run south of your neighborhood because you're war zone adjacent yeah i'm hood adjacent luckily you're six and a half foot tall yeah i don't see a lot of bad stuff happening to you on your jog i run east okay okay so i was doing i don't know i mean 
I don't think very slowly uphill, even if you don't notice it. Yeah. Because there's a mountain. I'm going to say my return was a little quicker. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so I ran a mile yesterday. And it was like, I was like, I was going to run a mile and I was going to do some core stuff. That was my plan. I went around the mile and I was like, I get back. I'm like, oh, it was a pretty good mile. I was like, okay, feel pretty good about that. Body feels good. Check the thing. 10 minutes. And I'm like, 10 minutes. Thought I thought it would have been way faster than that. Not even, it was 10. I was like, this sucks. 10 minutes is a good pace. That's like a good mile. I have big, long legs too. I think I could walk a mile in 10 minutes. Like, what was I doing? I don't think the legs are that much to do with it, brother. You don't? No. It's your body propelling itself forward. <laughs> Howard's calling us to tell us where he thinks Tampa Bay is going to end up relocating. Welcome, friend of the show, Howard. How are you? Oh, come on, guys. I'm an American. I don't like baseball or apple pie. Oh, oh <laughs> no. On the wrong show. You just doxed yourself. <laughs> I know, but you know what? I do have some valuable information for you gentlemen this morning. Give it. How do you get a baby to go back to sleep? How do you get a baby to go to sleep? Pudding, guys, out of your mind? Yeah. Tablespoon of Benadryl. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. All right. Tablespoon of Benadryl. That kid's out for the duration. Uh, You don't have to worry. You can drink drink six or eight beers and not worry about them waking up, and then you just get up tomorrow the next day, and they're – as fresh as a daisy. Howard says melatonin. Is well, what I, says. well, I just said to get the baby to quit crying. I didn't put it to sleep. <laughs> Everyone knows oh, if you, you want it to go to sleep, oh, you just shake crying, it a little bit. A, mu- a muzzle. Quit crying. You just need a muzzle. I have a, st- I have a recording studio at the house. So just put it in a soundproof room. Yeah, you got to cover the mouth but not the nose. It's not real. Yeah, see, my, <laughs> my calls are why you guys have a disclaimer, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, well, yes. You're, you're not helping, that's for sure. I forgot about the disclaimer. <laughs> Howard, what, what city are you going to put Tampa in because Van thinks they're not going to make it down there in South Florida? Oh, shoot. Because you know what? They have a good ball club, but they just don't attract fans, do mm. they? <clears throat> There's too much going on in Tampa. It's too cool of a spot. Jacksonville? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, move it further away. And then away. you know what? That Florida heavy, humid air is not conducive to home runs and what have you. To you know, here's a baseball fan that knows all about the, the non-baseball fan that knows all about this, right? You know, heavy air, not a lot of home runs. I don't know. You think they'll relocate or just beat a beat a dead horse and stay there? Well, if I, they if they don't generate enough revenue every year, they can't survive the way they are off of MLB's profit sharing. Pittsburgh. So does. What are you suggesting? I think there's a lot of good options. I only see Mexico City. That's the only place I see. Mexico City would be smart. Montreal, the the Carolinas, Nashville. They got a lot of good options of baseball fans. You know, the Mexico City is a very intriguing idea because then you start doing what the NBA is doing, start getting a little more global, right? I think baseball is the definition of the global game. Uh, soccer, obviously. Yes, yeah, soccer. But, and- well... Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, here's the problem. China, China's always excelling in baseball. So The only countries that like baseball are the countries that the U.S. military invaded and made them play baseball. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mike asked me, what are you doing this morning? I said, well, you know, I, um, I have a long driveway with a side gate, which separates my office and my construction yard from 
my home. And every Saturday morning, guys, I'd pop that gate open, come over, clean up shop, straighten out my office, kind of go over things, and listen to you guys. Oh, I enjoy listening to you guys on Saturday mornings, man. You guys are the greatest, man. But, uh, you know, uh, Vitale's my favorite because when he put me on hold, he said, go Cowboys. Ah, that's uh, too funny. Howard, we appreciate okay, you. Well, one last question oh, for you guys. Go Rams ahead. or Bucks tomorrow? Oh, I got the Bucks, And I have the Rams. And I've got the Rams as well. Atta go Rams. Boy. Have a good weekend, guys. Be good, my dude. Thanks, Howard. I'm a good friend. I think it's Mexico City. That's the smart play. Transitioning to college football, transitioning to your Lobos. Week four, the two and one Lobos are visiting the University of Texas El Paso Miners. If UTEP had Aaron Jones again, maybe. Yeah. I think the Lobos win handily. It's going to be closer than people think because it's a rivalry, but I see the Lobos doing everything they need to do to win that football game. The odds have your boys at plus two. That's not even a full field goal. Um, low 30s, high 20s? Yeah, somewhere around there. So if the Lobos if the Lobos hit 30, the Lobos win. I don't, I don't think UTEP has that kind of offense in them. I think the Lobos are giving up – like 315 a game or 320 a game in yardage. I think UTEP is putting up like 315, 320 a game in yardage. So it's whichever one of those bins. So you're saying UTEP is a favorite right now? Um, No. So the Lobos are favored by two. Okay, okay. That makes more sense. And so if they were in Albuquerque, they'd be favored by five. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. That sounds about right. Both teams are real similar. Oh yes, I mean, absolutely. Pretty mirror are. images of themselves. So, yeah, I think Lobos have the superior defense, and they if they can stop UTEP from eking out a couple big plays, and it'll be a good victory for the Bows. Aside from last week for the Lobos, because I don't really think you can like factor that into average. Of that like don't point. count. No, That's that a money game. That's a get the program paid game. That is what that is, right? Yeah. yeah it's over a million dollars. Yeah. What is one one point three million dollars? One point two million. Yeah, one point two million to get your butts whipped one day. UTEP has a guy named Gavin Hardison, a redshirt junior from Hobbs. He'll be playing against New Mexico. So Aww. he went to New Mexico Military Institute, wherever that is down south. That's Roswell. Is it? Yeah. And to be fair To be fair. Oh. To be fair. 34-point loss against the number seven team in the country is really not that bad. It's not that bad. Beat the spread. And you run the ball a lot. You try to keep it respectable. You want the game to go quick. You don't want to get hurt. You don't get anybody injured. Like, that's the goal, right? Like, you go out in the first quarter. You play your hearts out. See if you can keep it close. (laughs) And if you're down 17-0 or whatever at the end of the first quarter, then you're like, all right, guys. Don't get injured. If the Lobos, after four games, are halfway to what they need to be for a bowl bid, you are where you want to be, Lobo fan. 100%. We've had a lot of callers and a lot of passionate Lobo fans say that they are going to win six games and they are going to a bowl game. And if you get the three and one, these people are starting to look really smart. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I, I, don't, I don't need to see the Lobos win six, seven, eight games for this season to be a success. 
I need locker room cohesion. I need no drama out of the program. And I need to see incremental improvements. Like, to me, that's how this season is going to be a success. But I'm patient. I think we got the right coach, the right D coordinator, and you know the right athletic director supporting these two guys. So I'm in it for the long haul. I support these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to one of the like last I didn't mean to say like, I know exactly what I'm trying to say. If it comes down to one of the last few possessions. And I'm not saying it's necessarily going to be the last possession, but in the fourth quarter, you're going to have multiple opportunities for either team to to go ahead or to equalize or or a one score extension. Agree. That's where I think it's going to end up at the end. So I, we, I agree. So when you're watching this one today, uh, it's on ESPN Plus or seven seven KKOB. I think. I think the Lobos are going to take it with a low thirties over high twenties. Aaron Dumas will play well. I think Terry Wilson will play well. You know I'm a big Bobby Cole guy. I think Bobby Cole is an I, – I literally think Bobby Cole is a, like a professional level talent. He's a, the Coling Ball. The new nickname, is that going to stick? I, don't, I mean, I don't like it. Coling Ball? No. It's, Anybody? Cole is kind of – Anybody? It's not, it's, Cole's passe now. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a resource that people are like enthused about having. Like a bowling ball, but the word coal, a coaling ball? I think that's a coal take. Hashtag coaling ball. Stop saying hashtag coaling ball. <laughs> it's going to stick. Uh, I know we got callers, but let's get the break first, Vital, if that's okay with you, and then we'll, we'll grab the callers whenever we get back. Dan Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports. We're having to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, we're back on the program. Phone lines have been lighting up. And when the friends of the show call, we get the friends of the show an opportunity to be friends of the show on the show. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Hey guys, uh, Tom of the Truth back at you. I was hearing you guys talk a little bit earlier about the Lobos. Uh, mm-hmm. I know the uh, Cowboy fan was just on the line where to go. I, I forget his name, but he, he follows the boys as well. Yes, yes. Um, I think with the Cowboy game, to me, I look at the point of they're always going to lose to the Eagles, but I always pick them. They split every year. So they're going to lose at Philly, but they'll win at home. And they'll lose at Washington and win at home because so, they always split. That's pretty much what's happened for, I don't know, the last 10 or 15 years. So I think offensively, they got more, a little bit more firepower. I did think about the quarterback for the Eagles. Everybody's pumping this guy up, but he hasn't really done anything yet. Let him, let him play some good competition. He scored 11 points last week in San Francisco, and he beat a scrub team the first week with Atlanta. I mean, he, he's not this great player yet. Let him work his way into that. I think Dak's much better quarterback. I think we've got better running backs, uh, combination of Pollard and Zeke. Let that go. Defensively, six turnovers the first two games, which just leads to NFL, which we never do. Our defense never gets turnovers or interceptions or sacks or anything like that. But I think Dallas will win that game. Um, I'm picking them to win 31 to 24, just based on I think they'll split, of course, and that's one of the. You know, I think they're going to finish actually 11 and six and 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 lose six games in the season, but they'll lose in Philly, but but they'll beat Philly at home. 
Uh, Lobos 3128, the Volk 2-1 UTEP, used to be a rivalry I, from what I heard back in the day. It's not anymore because they used to play in, I guess, the same conference. Is that correct? It started before the Spanish flu. That's how long it's been a rivalry. <laughs> okay. Before time began, that's yes. funny. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, I think they'll win 3128. Um, I yeah, I, I just got to I got to look at UTEP a little bit more, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm, like I said, I'm just a new fan of Lobos. So I'm start, starting to learn them about them and their older teams. They used to play in the, in the teams they're, they're going to play. You know, I still think they'll win six games, get to a bowl game. Um, Rams. Did you guys have Rams in, in Tampa Bay? We're we're split. Fred has Tampa Bay. I have Los Angeles at home. Well, I hope LA wins just to put a. A creek in the armor of Tom Brady, but I'm always old school. I'm, I think you're the champ until you get beat, uh, until you lose a game in that season. I'm, I'm probably going with Tampa Bay on that one. But I hope it's a good game and a close game, and I think it will be. Offense against defense to me. That defense of the Rams is tough. Um, their offense is playing better with Mr. Stafford over there. Um, but here's here's Bernie question. Are you guys going to be at Bernie and Boots on Sunday? I believe we are intending to. I know A. Marie is going to be there. And if the schedule if the schedule plays out accordingly, I think we will do our best to join her. We're, we're probably going to plop our heads and be buddies. Two o'clock, two o'clock, two or three. Yeah, yeah two. two o'clock. Okay, I'll probably I'm probably going to swing by there. They had some pretty good breakfast I had there last time. And oh, the very question of the day is this, and this is for both of you: You get up on a lazy Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you prefer? Do you prefer tea and scrumpets or coffee and cheesecake? Why mine's one and all. Well, and, and I'll let you go with this one. It's, I mean, it's it would be coffee and cheesecake because I'm now off cake. Like I'm not eating. Like cake is no longer a breakfast option for me. I don't think I've ever had cheesecake for breakfast. I haven't either, but I would. Yeah, it's got to be an East Coast thing. I just, cheesecake just, with coffee, man. Yeah, just yeah. coffee with coffee right, for guys. me. All right, be good, my friend. We'll see what happens. This Bye, guys. I was going to ask Tommy about the running back situation. You could you could text us, Tommy. You think. Pollard and Elliott should be splitting touches evenly, or should Zeke still be the number one guy and spell him with Pollard? I think it should be a 50-50 split. Hey, Vital, help me with a programming note. So I was looking at this. Maybe I'm wrong. So it looks like the Raiders game, yeah, is the 2.30 start. That's correct? So, yeah, so I assume – We'll be on site at two o'clock. I'm sorry, I don't have that in front of me officially. And then the pregame, yeah, pregame starts at one thirty. That's correct. Uh, pregame, I think, is one. I guess. Yeah, that's what I have on here. So okay, so that makes sense to me. I thought it was two hours in advance. Uh, uh, anyway, we got the pregame and postgame and the whole game here. Love that. I mean, Bourbon and Boots opens at eleven, right? Just go at eleven. Stay all day. I love that. Yeah. All right, I got my prediction. I'm going to go alongside Tommy. I'm going to say first team to 30. First team to 30 is going to be the one that pulls this one out. Yeah, I agree. Low 30s to high 20s. Yeah. It's going to be a big play in the fourth quarter. That's going to decide it. Lobos win. Here's a weird sentence. I'm excited to watch it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I I haven't said that in a long time. Well, I've said it four times this year about the Lobos. I'll be honest, listener. I didn't watch the Texas A&M game. I did not watch a second of the A&M game. I was in Hawaii. I was scared to watch the Texas A&M game. And also, excellent point, we were in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Lobo football 
or my profession, but miss me with that. Sure. I was in paradise. You didn't even know your Cardinals were on like a seven-game win streak at the time. <laughs> no, you're he correct. Did. You told I, me. I, I had to no. tell you. He, yeah. had, he had no idea that the Cardinals had a seven-game win streak when we, and took over the wild card. I knew we had a four-game win streak when we left. And yeah. then it was you, like a couple days later, you're like, hey, Fred, you know your boys are at like eight in a row. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have my phone on Vital the whole time except for when I was on the toilet. <laughs> That's I found out about the Cardinals. When I was on the toilet. I had to tell my uh, dear friend and co-host Fred Slow about his Cardinals. Because I don't. Because I unplug Vital. Like mentally, I can't. Mentally, I have a deficiency, and I can never stop thinking about like my to-do list and my professional life. And I'm never to really able to actually escape and enjoy a moment solely. But I don't send emails. Like I don't call people. But I'm not rude. Like, if you call me while I'm, like, on vacation, I'm not going to be like, hey, what are you doing? I'm on vacation. But I will be like, here's the answer to your question. By the way, heads up, if you have any follow-ups, just keep in mind I'm, I'm on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Hit me up the Monday of the morning of the 23rd. Yeah. The second I'm back is the second I'm reinvested in you. Yep. Then I'm back, back. All right. We both got the Lobos. We're both excited for it. Uh, let's let's go to the other side of that coin real quick, though. If the Lobos aren't able to, what do you think that says about the program? Any given Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a rivalry esque game. It's not our biggest rivalry, but it's a rivalry game. I see El Paso as being more New Mexico than Texas. So El Paso is more New Mexico to me. So I think it's like a New Mexico game, really. I agree. If you want to break it down like that. So it is a rivalry. So anything could happen. But I just think I just like the Lobos defensive scheme, and I like their new quarterback. And this will be the quarterback's fourth game with the team, getting comfortable in the offense, finally getting his sea legs, and they'll do what they need to do. But if but if they don't pull it out, you still got some chances throughout the year. But it would be a bigger loss than, say, losing to Colorado State. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Because this, this, this is one, the beginning of the year, you're like, okay, how many wins are the Lobos going to get? New Mexico State, check. UTEP, check. So these are must wins. If you go into conference play three and one, that's real good because you need to win three to become bowl eligible, and there's teams that – like Colorado State, that are down this year, you know? Yeah, I mean, I see four winnable games, and then who knows? You get a little momentum, team starts playing better, little little dash of luck, you could do even better than that. You prompted the texter, and the texter responded, Howard says, Tony Pollard should be second and long back or third down back. Zeke should get first down touches, maybe short yard situation, that's it. But if Tony Pollard is emerging – in his opinion, Tony Pollard is emerging as the best Cowboys running back. Also from the texter, they like beer and oatmeal in the morning. I don't know. Okay, well, beer is oatmeal, right? I guess that technically. Beer is oatmeal. They just sat around for a long time in a barrel. Like, do you still make your oatmeal with water, or are you talking about making oatmeal with beer? That's an excellent question. 505-246-0610. Hit us on the Sports Animal text line and clarify. Do you, you like steel-cut oatmeal or regular oatmeal? <laughs> I'm a steel-cut guy. My Irish heritage. Do you guys 
You do your oatmeal on the stove top, you do the microwave. Stove top. I'm a microwave guy. Yeah. It's quick. It's quick so and easy. So quick. Real oatmeal that takes a while is so much better. What do you like with it? I like brown sugar with mine. With oatmeal? Cinnamon, sugar, and butter, yeah. baby. Yep, there you go. No butter in my oatmeal. Are you talking about oatmeal or grits? Both, technically. Grit- <laughs> I put butter in both. Grits is honey. You do honey grits. Yeah, I do honey grits. I like savory grits. I like a little bit of butter and some S&P, maybe a little uh, Louisiana, some kind of hot sauce in it. No, I can't do all that with grits. No, you're a sweet guy only? I'm, yeah, I'm like almost exclusively honey. But I agree with you, cinnamon sugar for your oatmeal. Yeah. Also, fruit, you put fruit in your oatmeal? I mix it up like that sometimes. Yeah. I'm a fruit on pancakes guy. All right, so the te- or waffles. Oh my gosh, the texture says beer and dry oatmeal. <laughs> just <laughs> dry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Just, just eating it by the handfuls, like popcorn. Let's grab a break so we can wrap up the first hour. Got your UNM prediction done. Got your Major League Baseball playoff predictions done. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Dane Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail. RV, connect to your boys in the Graphic Connection hotline. We're playing you with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Wiggins down the center of the court. He splits the Red River. He's up for the basket, and oh, he's denied by Silver. It's blocked at the very end. No COVID-19 religious exemption for one Andrew Wiggins. Does that sound like actual play-by-play? That sounded very convincing. Thank you. <laughs> he parts the paint like the Red Sea. Wait, what, what religion uh, is he trying to be exempt from? I have zero idea. If you haven't heard the story, Andrew Wiggins, who is a above-average basketball player, he's Some a much- very good peace player. Wasn't he like the first overall draft pick? Yeah. Cannot play in Golden State Warrior home games because of San Francisco's state of California vaccine mandates. And he tried to get a religious exemption not to get vaccinated, and the NBA said no. I want to know, and it's not in the news yet, what religion did he claim? The NBA is reviewing denied Andrew Wiggins' request for religious exemption from the San Francisco Department of Public Health order requiring COVID-19 vaccination for all participants age 12 and older at large indoor events. I think it's just down to like, like him and Kyrie Irving, right? Like almost the rest of the NBA is vaccinated. There's only a, a couple holdouts. Are they going to have to trade him to the Jazz so he can get his religious exemption? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like a flying spaghetti monster or like like me, like a dudist. Like, Normally you're like, you look at the Warriors like, all right, there's a couple guys here that like given a situation I really want to take the shot. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. But really the one guy you want to take the shot is Andrew Wiggins right now. Take the shot, Andrew. Take the shot. Give him the ball so we could take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a bozo move, right? What has it been? 
six months for us, not a single side effect. No, no, no. I, I, I took a long nap that very first day. Okay. Sweet naps is the only side effect. Also, we're turning into werewolf zombies in like a year, apparently, the internet told me. What's going <laughs> How'd they know? Yeah. Listen, I know a guy that got the vaccine over a year ago. No, you don't. Did not exist. Didn't exist, buddy. Sorry. You are a liar. What does Golden State do, right? Because if he's going to, like... Trade him to Utah. If he, like, his religion intends for him to do, die on this hill, what's he going to do? I mean, what's Golden State going to do? Utah, that's it. Or, like, cut his pay in half, and he can only play on the road. How do you do that contract-wise? You just go into games with 14 players? I guess. Sure. Not like you play them all anyways. Yeah. With a healthy Clay, a healthy Steph, and a healthy Draymond, you don't need Andrew Wiggins. It comes down to money. How can you? What well, you could probably get out of the contract. Period. Right? If you're Golden State, yes. Yeah. And you say to him, you're like, "Listen, Wiggs, gonna gonna turn off your Amex. <laughs> like, like you do whatever you want, guy. But I'm just letting you know, if you do whatever you want, and it's not get the vaccine." We, the Golden State Warriors, are canceling your Amex. What do you want to do, guy? And I believe in freedom and liberty. But I also believe in helping the world. He should help the world. (laughs) You're correct. Yeah. Hey, what if you put the shot, like, how far is the three-point line? You're killing your mother. And if you're like Clay Thompson, you're like, you're taking the ring right off my finger. Like, yeah. I need you. What do you want, a shot or a ring? Yeah. A it, shot or a ship? You know you know what will help him take the shot? If you put it 20 feet from the basket and contest it. He'll take it then. <laughs> what is religious exemption? Well, there's there's a few religions that don't vaccinate. You remember in the office when Michael Scott walks out of his office and he says, I declare bankruptcy? Exactly. That's what this is. They were like, he goes, hey, I'm taking a religious exemption. And then Adam Silver was like, all right, no big deal. I got some follow-up questions. And Andrew Wiggins was like, what? Did he like (laughs) say he's Amish? I can't even remember which ones are anti-vax. Here's what you need to do. Call Minnesota. Call the Twin Cities. Call and say, listen, um, any church in town, tell us that Andrew Wiggins went there. That's what you got to do. Adam Silver calls every free will Baptist place in town. Is like any Methodist or Pentecostal out there ever see this boy walking around? You're like, no. Okay. The following denominations do have a theological objection to vaccination. Okay. The Dutch Reformed Congregations. Okay, what? Faith healing denominations including the Faith Tabernacle, Church of the Firstborn, Faith Assembly, the End Time Ministry, spelled M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E for whatever reason, and the Church of Christ of Science. According to the text, are pagan and druid also... And obviously, this is the texture, so I don't know how true this is. Um, 
In Switzerland, there are a lot of tree-looking people walking around decorated for Christmas. Don't know what that means, but hot take on Switzerland. He could be a Jain. Jainism. J-A-I-N. Jains follow a path of nonviolence towards all living beings, including microscopic organisms. So they can't wage war on a virus. That would be a good one to say. It's probably Jainism. Everyone on that squad is like, they like look at Andrew Wiggins. They're like, you thought this was going to work? Hey, you know who get, you know who did get this right when he was in Minnesota? Jimmy Butler, because Jimmy Butler said and Andrew Wiggins was a was a hack. Yeah, he's laying in for the cash. Don't care about the game. There you go. All right, there's a you're absolutely correct. There's a Wikipedia on religions that don't care for vaccines. Grab a break when we get back. I don't know. Football quick hitters, October excitement, ACC, fantasy football. We'll do some stuff. It'll be fun. Got a varsity. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play with Team I 9, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. We should be done with the NBA talk because there's not a ton else going on, but I'm going to come back to this Andrew Wiggins thing real quick. If you're the boys, because you know how closely like sports teams travel together, and you know how locker rooms are laid out, and you know understand practices, and and there's a lot of physical contact, and there's often an exchange of bodily fluid. Like low key, you're like super pissed, right? Yes. Yeah. It's not even funny. Like to us, it's funny because it's dumb, and you're dumb, Andrew Wiggins. But the boys. Like you, like you betray. One of the best players in the game already called you out for being a bad teammate, for not having your heart in it, and here you are doing this. Are you talking about my father? Jimmy Butler is your father. It's just crazy to me, man. I got some quick hitters, okay? Oh, hit me quickly. Well, NFL quick hitters. How excited are you for Dak Prescott to return home on Monday night for the Cowboys for the first time since the ankle? It is a very good story, and I'm very excited for the man, and I'm excited for Cowboys Nation. The two highest um, viewed games this year are both Cowboys games, and this will probably be the third. That Thursday night game had killer ratings for some reason. Did you see that? Because people are wildly addicted to football, Fred. People will watch it, even if it's a McCaffrey-less Panthers team going up against the Texans. NFL Network exclusive game. So this doesn't count all the streamers, and we know who we're talking to right now. 7.9 mil. The most popular broadcast in the country on Thursday And second, reportedly the most watched telecast. Yeah, it was the most watched. So there you go. That's so crazy to me. Because those are like those are the worst spotlights. Like if you're if you're putting up a marquee outside Not of the Steelers and the Cowboys. No, that's who you need. Or the Packers and the 49ers. Or give me at least give me a division thing that matters. Give me Giants and the Washington Football Team. It was just crazy to me. 
Uh, your boy TJ Watt, who you are full on in love with, you dream about, talk about, and spend time creating poems for daily. Look, they're haikus, be specific. I'm sorry. Is out against the Bengals. Does that change anything in your opinion? Well, I already picked the Bengals, so no, it does not change anything. <laughs> he just got paid, and now he's already out. We talked yesterday about the possibility of Josh Gordon being reinstated in the NFL. It looks like that is a go. Where do you see him landing? Well, Denver. Mile high city, man. They need a receiver. They have a laissez-faire attitude on marijuana. Be a perfect spot for him. I agree completely with that. Like, Like, completely, completely. Or the Green Bay Packers. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet, too. I mean... I think it'll be Seattle first, but I do agree that Denver would be the fit. Well, he's already got a relationship with Seattle, right? Yeah. So yeah. he'll probably call them first or answer their call first. But are they mad and they're like, you didn't follow the rules, guy? Or he should be like, it's weed, Pete. That's literally what I would say. It's just weed, Pete. No one should have cared for a decade, at least. Pete, you still trying to talk to me about weed? Vital, would you, would you like to see Gordon on the Packers? You think he'd be a fit? I think he's lost a lot. Um, he's only 30. Yeah, he still has what it takes. But I think he'd be good in the slot, like red zone. I think he'd be real good. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, four weeks. Ugh. <laughs> Poor Panthers off to a 3-0 and start. Got a very winnable schedule. Now they don't have Christian McCaffrey. I'm so sad for the Panthers fan. Coach Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears said their coaching staff is still learning Justin Fields. I think I hate that. Here, you don't need to learn Justin Fields. I'll tell you what he is. He's a right-handed Michael Vick. Enjoy. You don't want to give him everything, the whole playbook. You, you want to give him what he can do well, and that's so he can succeed and doesn't destroy his confidence when he can't get any production from him. So I see they're not going to give him the whole playbook. Yeah, run run pass option and then spread him wide and let him run around like a maniac and throw bombs. I think it just shows ineptitude, like to your coaching staff. Like they didn't prepare for this situation. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You thought the Red Rocket was going to lead you to the Super Bowl? Baltimore Ravens placed four guys on the COVID list yesterday. Brandon Williams, Justin Matabuki, Justin Houston, and Jalen Ferguson. Does that do anything for you? It's special teams guys, right? I think mostly, yeah. Um, get up, Get new guys from the practice squad, whatever. Stay in your lane, make tackles. Not going to change the outcome of the Lions game. No. they give Lamar the week off if they wanted to. Marshawn Lattimore coming back for the Saints. Cool. Yeah, cool. good. Good for him. Yeah. I got the Saints winning this week. I do too, I, regardless of yeah. Lattimore's status. I'm real big on, like, like guys being healthy, and I'm real big on, like, Guys playing through, like, minor energy injuries. I'm not talking, like, stuff that, like, affects your performance. 
That was the thing. You see that Mari Cooper said that earlier in the season where he's like, you learn to play hurt under Nick Saban. Nick Saban prepares you for the NFL. I did not see that. Oh, no, it was a good one. Because he was like, yeah, he was like, he's like, I learned to play injured in college. Hurt, not injured. Yeah, correct. You should not play injured. That's a bad thing to do. Lions place Jamie Collins on the trade block. And I don't feel like the world reacted at all because they shouldn't. Does he still move the needle there? <sighs> no. Plus, he's a linebacker. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson is out for the Steelers. Do you care? Another crippling blow to my fantasy team. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's one of the reasons that contributed to me picking the Bengals. He's a very excellent receiver. And he's like second-tier talent. Richard Sherman is repeated, or is reportedly interested in signing with the San Francisco 49ers. Does that make a does that make an impact if John Lynch is interested in signing the veteran free agent? Yes. I mean at the very least for like locker room stuff. He's younger than you think too. Yeah. He's only like 33. Yeah. You got a third cornerback even if he doesn't have the speed he used to, the burst he used to. You can still stick him in 20 plays a game Got and he'll play good defense. There you go. Experience. Good locker room guy. I'd sign him. Uh, he beat up his SO in July. Did what? Beat up his significant other in July. Allegedly. Mm. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty actual. Didn't he not beat him up? He broke into their house. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think he hit anybody. I think he just broke into the house at a weird time. Let me rephrase it. Domestic incident. Yeah. Yeah. Got weird. Yeah. Is Dalvin Cook healthy enough to go for 100 yards this weekend? He's healthy enough to go for 200. No, he's not. 75% of Dalvin Cook is better than most running backs. He went for a buck 30 last week on over 20 carries, and they lost by one, right, to the Cardinals? Mm-hmm. Missed field goal. I think the first two weeks he was over 100. He's always hurt. I mean, he's he's the best back in the NFL that's not Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry. I got him slightly ahead of Kamara. He's this good, but he like, he literally is always playing hampered. Like if he wasn't playing hampered, he'd be insanely special. What's crazy about Henry is that he got a sixty-yard touchdown over the weekend, and what he did is he ran over two people. He ran over a lineman, a linebacker, plus a safety, and he beat the rest of the cornerbacks to the end zone. Crazy. He's a freak. Demarcus Lawrence is out for the Cowboys on Monday night. He's replaceable. He is at that point in his career. Yeah, he's replaceable. Yeah. He's more of a leader than a game changer right now. Uh, tough for Tampa Bay. It looks as if wide receiver Antonio Brown will be out. It looks as if Jason Pierre-Paul will be out. It looks as if... Jaden Mickens will be out against the Rams. Well, that's kind of good for them. Jason Pierre-Paul's out. Now they can put in a lineman with all of his fingers. He, yeah, dude loves firecrackers. A big advantage for the for the Bucks. And Antonio Brown's not a big loss. They still got Godwin. 
Still got Evans. Very strong. That receiving core is so good. You can lose two of them and still be all right. Carson Wentz was moved from doubtful to game-time decision for the Colts. He's got two sprained ankles. <laughs> you ever had one? Poor guy. I've had one often. I've never had two. There you go. That's kind of the round table. Phillip Rivers receiving calls. Come back, play one more year. You know that Phillip Rivers has said, as soon as high school football season is over and I'm done coaching. Yeah. You know he has said that. Sure. When we get back, I find a heat map of the country on who the most hated NFL player is. Ooh. Let's have a lot of fun with that because we haven't giggled enough today. It's been too much sports. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. All right, I got a We're good one here, man. You ready? Sports, 95.9 FM and 610. What it is, bruh. Congratulations to a friend of the show and friend in real life, Andre Stahio and his wife, Catherine Soaps. On the birth of their very first son this morning. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the world, Ezekiel Trujillo. Born at 7.31 a.m. Zeke. Their son is here. Well, congratulations, Andres. Do you think his onesie, like, exposes his midriff like the other Zeke? I think his onesie is a New Mexico Runners branded onesie. 100% no, he has a New Mexico Runners onesie already. Andres Trujillo, owner of the New Mexico Runners. I just saw that on social media. How lovely is that? You know, it's funny because uh, ins- this is not sports related. Uh, Nelly's coming to town on October the 12th as the event center. Ah. So we were talking to Andres, and it was, Andres, you and, you and your wife want to, like, are you in for Nelly? Like, that was the talk, right? And then he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, unless we're delivering a baby. But I feel like three weeks is plenty of time to find a sitter, right? I I don't know the rules. Like, exactly, but I feel like three weeks is enough window to, like, line up a, well, a night out. We got a suite. You could just bring, like, a crib and bassinet and just swing the baby in the back, get it some earplugs. That's what they did with Vital at a Led Zeppelin concert. It was Alice Cooper and Deep Purple. There you go. I like that. And Ted Nugent. That was the other one. I was I couldn't remember. The Nuge? Van and I Van and I are putting on Rocky Horror Picture Show production. It's a Double feature, Vital. We're doing Night of the Living Dead and Rocky Horror Picture on October the 30th. We're doing it at the Lobo Theater, the newly remodeled and under new ownership Lobo Theater, right there on uh, Knob Hill, right there on Central Van. Are, Are you going to be part of the cast? Uh, so, well, we're producing. We're not performers. We're yeah, producers. We're the producers. But speaking of performers, we're holding our show auditions this upcoming Monday at noon and 6 o'clock at the Lobo Theater. That's on the intersection of, is it Richmond and Central? So check that out if you are interested in performing or if you're interested, if you know someone who might be interested. And if you're just a fan with a strong passion, uh, rhpsabq.com, Rocky Horror Picture Show, abq.com is where you can go to purchase tickets for the event. Tickets are $30, and that's going to give you uh, Night of the Living Dead. That's going to give you Rocky Horror Picture Show. Obviously, it's going to be themed. Obviously, it's going to be all that stuff. Your boys will be there. 
uh, and we're going to have some vendors and stuff throughout the venue. Also, I like I'm giving you a real number. I think it's like a million bucks. Like the new ownership has poured like a million bucks into the renovation. Like it already is beautiful, yeah. and they're still renovating. Correct. It's going to be the coolest theater in town. And how fortunate we are to host their uh, returning event after the remodel. So Rocky Horror Picture Show October 30th. Uh, doors will open at 8 p.m. Night of the Living Dead at 9 p.m. And then we hope to start Rocky Horror Picture Show at 12.01 on Halloween morning. And if you haven't seen it in person, it's the movie with the, the accompaniment, and it's all the weirdest stuff. Yeah, there's a full cast with every character from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. it's And then extras in the crowd pumping you up. Right. And then with your ticket to the double feature, you get a prop bag. Yeah. Because as the movie goes on, you play around with props during the movie. Also, friend of the show. And I like to play. Our friend of the show, Graphic Connections, has donated a t-shirt for everyone in attendance. What? Yeah. So you're going to have a You Were There uh, for the weirdest Rocky Horror picture of of all time. So rhpsabq.com. We will tweet all that out on our social media at TalkABQ. And then you will, I don't know, enjoy a weird night with us. And like an adult-themed night. Like, don't bring the kids. This is not a kid's this thing. This is not a kid's thing. Like, like we like, like we we get an Uber, come to us, get some drinks, get real weird, have a lot of fun, wear your costume, wear your Rocky Horror stuff. Hey, dress as a zombie. I don't care what you do. Night of the Living Dead will perform and also a little inside baseball for the friends of the show. I'm currently in negotiations with a burlesque troupe, Vital. So I think we're going to have a little burlesque interlude there. You got that East St. Louis in you. There you go. <laughs> is is that an East St. Louis thing? Uh, there's a lot of things there's that a are East St. Louis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, back to sports. So I found a heat map of the United States of America, and we're going to talk about who the most hated football players are in the United States of America, okay? <clears throat> I guarantee you I got a couple already. All right, do you want to start with the most or the least? Uh, the most. Yeah, I, I think I think I got the most. All right, who's the most hated football player in America? It's got to be Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. So Tom Brady is the most hated football player in 36 of 50 states. Okay. That's, wow. That's like Biden numbers. So then Antonio Brown. Ah, see? That's yep. going to be my second guess. He is only hated in six states. Ooh, that's a big drop off. Yeah, it's a big drop. Now, the states that hate Antonio Brown, um, they really hate him. <laughs> and i that's probably just the states with his victims right <sighs> he's he's not an outstanding michigan person. he's probably he's just absolutely hated maine hates yeah it's all the new england states all the new england states hate him okay now are you ready for number three number three is where it gets a little weird who do you think the number three most hated NFL football players, according to betonline.ag? Aaron Donald. Ooh, that's a good answer. Okay. I think he's kind of universally respected mm-hmm. and disliked, but not hated. I would say he's not even on the list. I'm going to go Indomitian Sue. Okay. Uh, that's who I was thinking Good of. answer. Sorry. Great, it's, great one. Yeah, you guys are way off. It's Aaron Rodgers. What? So, yeah, really? So North Dakota, Minnesota, Illinois, oh, and Michigan. Okay, definitely Illinois and Michigan. They're divisional states. They all hate Aaron Rodgers. Uh, going down the list, here's a your first surprise. Okay. In the states of West Virginia and Pennsylvania, 
congratulations to them on their unison. Who do they hate the most? West Virginia and what? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Steeler Who? country, Western PA. They Pennsylvania seems like the type to hate their own. So I'm going to say it's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Poor Baker Mayfield. Oh, little Baker Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. My name's Pat McAfee, and I went to college at West Virginia University, and I tell you what, that Baker Mayfield, I hate his gifts. How much do those shoulder pads cost? You see him with the new commercials with his wife? I did not. I don't watch TV. Two players both received one hatred vote. I'm going to give you the state, and you tell me the player. Okay. Florida stands alone in their hatred of this one player. Who is this one player? Florida hates one player. Christian Okoye. The former running back for the Kansas City Chiefs from 1988. No. Vital. Oh, gosh. You're not going to get it. Yeah, Fred, it's just too many or too Yeah. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Is hated by Florida. That's a good answer, though. Yeah, that you know the game, you you're familiar with the game, Florida. Texas stands alone in their hatred of one athlete. Who does Texas hate the most, as far as NFL players go? Man, not Deshaun. It is Deshaun Watson. Oh, excellent Te- answer. Texas hates themselves. So this is a. Recent poll. Oh, yes. This yeah. is from yesterday. Oh, well, you should have specified. Well, I, <laughs> here's the thing. Since we do weekdays now, we're daily. Oh, Got to okay. keep the content fresh. Keep by, it fresh. By the way, catch your boys all week long. We are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Correct. So this week, 4 to whenever the isotopes play, we are Monday, Tuesday, Isotopes are off on Tuesday. Did you know that, Vital? They're off on Wednesdays. Well, not this week. Huh? Not this week. So, we're 4 to 6.15 on Monday, 4 to 7 on Tuesday, 4 to 7 the rest of the week, and then all their games are late at Sacramento. So, that moves Mike Trujillo around a little bit. So, you'll catch us Monday, Isotopes, and then Trujillo. Us Tuesday, Trujillo till 10. With true to the game. Wednesday, you'll catch us, Trujillo for just like an hour, and then isotopes the rest of the week. Cool? Cool. Well, no, because if they're out west, though, that would be a later starting time in Sacramento, so you guys would be on longer. Yeah, we're going to seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the isotopes go on at 7.45. And that's why Mike... Got moved around a little bit. And then that's it. The isotopes are done. So then it's no more trying to figure it out and, and scratching notes at home. That It's a set schedule. That 10 or dash to the finish line, what do you think about that? I mean, does it really matter? Because most people think minor league baseball is done anyhow. I mean, the major leagues are pretty much done. I don't think I think. Is it relevant to, to have minor league baseball to have something like that? That's my point. Well, they had so many games canceled. They had to throw the games at the end of the year. So this is a fun way to make it more interesting for when people are really paying attention to Major League Baseball down the stretch. 
I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. The boys win last night. Didn't see. Did I, I'm more worried if um more concerned if Castellani big win last night for the Isotopes got a pinch hit home run like Josh Shushan predicted. So they're t- the boys are two and zero, oh in the chase to ten for the whatever the prize is money <laughs> for the money. I think I think the team that wins gets seventy five thousand. I think Josh was telling me to, to split. I think you split that. Holy up. moly, that is worth the effort. I thought it was going to be like twenty bucks. You're telling me I only got to work ten days, and I can make seventy five thousand dollars? I picked the wrong field. Pick the absolute wrong. This is the wrong career path. I thought talking about sports would be easier than playing sports. Oh, are you saying you'd rather be a professional baseball player? Goodness, what is wrong with you? From the texter, this NFL hatred list is just a hatred of success. Okay, you can still hate somebody even if they're successful. I would say most of the people I hate are successful. Hot take. And I'm so woke, I hate like Jay Leno. I think most people that I hate are mass murderers with funny mustaches. Mario? Yeah. It's brutal, dude. You know how many toads he killed? That I, psychopath. Vitaly, you used to do a bit on how that very first like Oompa Loompa and Mario was the baddest dude of all time. Because he killed, like, so many kids. So many more kids than any other character yeah, in the whole... Yeah, you would think. Because, uh, like, do you remember picking up Nintendo Entertainment System the first oh, time? yeah. And being Mario and not knowing how to jump or what to do? And that very first Oompa Loompa, World 1, Level 1, that dude did in millions of kids. I believe they're Koopa Troopas. What did I say? Oompa Loompas? Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas would not hurt anybody. Both of those guys, both Oompa Loopas and Koopa Troopas are backup running backs for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> you talking about Chubba Hubbard? Yep. <laughs> Grab a break. We'll get back after this. And college football picks, and then we'll do the varsity, and then we'll be done for the day. Okay. I'll take one day off with you. Dan Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico, New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with I 9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. College football underway. You gonna watch anything today besides U and M? I'll probably just watch U and M. I got a got a lot of adulting to do today. We were gone for a while. I tell when I gotta catch up on my day. When Van says adulting, it's it's a lie every time. I'm just letting the listener in on it. It's just him taking a nap. <laughs> it's like it's a full on lie. I nap in the middle. It's he si- says siesta. You say, and it's every day. Adulting is the same stuff. It's like the exact. I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm adulting. I'm like, what does that even mean? He's like, oh, you know, like laundry. Like, well, you did laundry yesterday, and you only wear three different t-shirts. Okay, first off, <laughs> first off, it's four shirts. <laughs> you have... wear an H Town Houston Astro shirt. Correct. You wear a hunger nice team, an Aqua Team Hunger Force shirt. That's correct. You wear a different Houston Astro shirt. Nope, just and, one. And you wear a black V neck shirt. Yes. That's all you wear. Uh, uh, hey, gym shirt. Forgot about my gym shirt. You don't wash that. I hand wash it at the gym. And then hang it out of the car when I drive home. 
<laughs> number 12, Notre Dame versus number 18, Wisconsin. Ooh, big one. Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree. Vitals, badges. Uh, Cohn, the former Badger quarterback, back with Notre Dame this year to play in Madison at Camp Randall. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Badger's defense. One Shyamalan of the top. twist. Badger's defense, one of the top in the nation, so I like Bucky. Of course I will. I think Notre Dame needs to be good for college football to be good, but I don't think they're that good. Um... They're overrated every year. Every year. I Both like, teams have had their moments, though, this year. Wisconsin at home, to me, I literally will never pick against. So I'm picking Wisconsin at home. Number seven, Texas A&M. You recently saw beat up on your UNM Lobos and then not rise at all in the standings. We'll take on number 16, Arkansas. You got a spread on that one? Because I would like to root for Arkansas, but I just think Texas A&M is too good. Hold on. Even on the road. I think I screwed up. What? It's Notre Dame at home, right? No, Wisconsin's at home. Oh, Wisconsin's at home? Wisconsin's at home. Okay, my bad. Sorry, guys. So A&M is at Arkansas. Correct. Okay, I'm sorry. I was reading it backwards. You got home away dyslexia? Yeah. Verse and at (laughs) messed me up. So Texas A&M at Arkansas. Texas A and M, like it's, I can't pick against them. I, I want some redemption for my Lobos, mm-hmm. even though the Lobos played well enough to beat the spread. I would like to see Arkansas win, but I can't pick against Texas A and M. They're just too good. Yeah, their talent level is incredible. Clemson's going to go to they, North. Oh, go ahead. They won thirty-four to nothing against yeah. the Lobos, and they dropped two spots. They didn't, they didn't beat the Lobos bad enough, and they dropped two spots in the rankings. Clemson's going to go to North Carolina State and win. If you guys say otherwise, I'll call you liars. I, yeah, I got to agree with that. I think I got an upset, though. I'm talking think, Rutgers over Michigan? No, I'm talking Tennessee over Florida. Ooh, I don't see Florida losing. Okay. But that's a good one. If it's going to be a game this week, it'll probably be that one. West Virginia goes to Oklahoma where they will just get trounced unless I can't come up with an unless. <laughs> like Oklahoma at home, are they ranked in the top five now? Yeah, they're fourth I now. I think they're four, yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma easily. They're so good. Oklahoma has the best offense in the country and a wildly improved defense. Oklahoma has a good a chance of anybody's winning the whole thing this year. Yeah, they're scary on offense. To wrap up our college football talk, because I don't necessarily care about any other games. But Fred, what about the Mountain West? But Fred, what about State? No, I don't care. So the Big 12. Well, you do care because New Mexico State plays Hawaii. Okay, don't care. They will lose. They will lose every game. So... If you recall, the Big 12 brought in Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and BYU, right? That's their new conference. Okay. So the American Athletic Conference, like, they got to figure it out because they they just took them all. And it looks like the the American Athletic Conference, which I'll refer to as the AAC moving forward, is going to make offers to Air Force, 
Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, and UAB. R.I.P. Mountain West. Yeah, right? Boise State is a good get. San Diego State is a pretty good get. I don't know about the rest. Are they worthy? How many kids go to Colorado State? 35,000-ish? Sure. Oh, oh, 30. Yeah. They've not been winning games, though, since last five seasons. How many wins they got in the last five seasons? Five a year, maybe? But Mount West has had some strong wins early on in the season. I mean, Fresno State knocks off top 25 team in UCLA. I mean, to me, is that really a great move, or is it, to me, a lateral move for a Mount West team to go to the AA? I think it's a lateral move. I wouldn't do it. You know what is very lateral? This conversation, because conferences don't matter whatsoever. Don't matter. It's, it's so all dumb. The power five now. New Mexico State will join the Mountain West though for football. They will have to. Yeah. Get some more funds for recruiting, et cetera, et cetera. San Diego State's about the same size as Colorado State, right? It's about the same size school. They win a lot of football games, though. The Boise State wins a lot of football games. Boise State is strong. I think Boise State wants to be the top dog every year in the Mountain West. I, I, could, I can't see why they would want to go somewhere else and be just a, with the, you know, the equal to everyone else because Boise State came back in the Mountain West for that, you know, hey, we want to make some money and we want to come back and we're going to, And know. if they wanted, they'd be a Pac-12 school already. The Pac-12 would have had them by now. Like, no offense like Colorado or Utah, but at the time when they were doing that, Boise State was the jam. I think Boise State will always be relevant just because of their history and their sweet, sweet blue field that gets grandfathered in. Yeah. Because no one else can have colored fields unless you're for Boise State. Uh, if you're grandfathered in, you can. So, like, yeah. Western Washington. Yeah. Boise State. Eastern yeah. Washington has a nice red one. Kind of cool. Oh, did they make it in too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought they had to go no. back to green. No, no, no. Oh, well, good for them. San Diego, I think, will go. San Diego State. The money's all got to make sense. There's a lot going on with it. But, but anyways, what it is, it's the domino effect. All conferences that aren't the big five are dead and gone. They're, they're T.I. And Boise State is like a little media market. That's like a joke media market. They're not in the top 100. Yeah, but they're very a very passionate fan base that travels well in a good program that's well-funded. That's what's more important to them. If you're the AAC, you, you want Colorado State because Denver's a huge media market, and you want San Diego State because San Diego's a huge media market. They're both top 25. That's what you go for. No offense to like UAB, but I don't know what the media market is in Alabama, Birmingham. How far is Fort Collins from Denver? I don't know. Sixty-five miles. So it's yeah, an hour away. Or okay. forty miles. Yeah, that's Denver. Pro- that's close enough. Oh, to that's absolutely yeah. Yeah, Denver is gigantic. Boise, though. Huh. Okay. And that Statue of Liberty play. Oh boy, that was that was two thousand seven. Like that's not. That's not anything people should be talking about anymore. Ian Johnson is 
That's one of the greatest games in college football history. What are you talking about? That's done. People talk about that forever. Nah, don't matter no more. Who's the quarterback at Oklahoma? Marshall Applewhite? I really don't know. Applewhite, Texas? I don't know. Yeah, he went to Texas, Applewhite. I don't remember. Wasn't Bradford. No, he was Applewhite. I could see his face. Another ginger that didn't win the championship. That's who it was. Today's varsity is the varsity of recasting <laughs> Dazed and Confused. If it was set in 2005, we'll give that to you when we get back. It's the I-9 varsity. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're bringing you the I-9 varsity when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Thank you to caller Howard. Thank you to caller Tommy. All right, Vane, you ready for this? Hit me with it. Today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of recasting Days and Confused as if it was set in 2005. Okay. Contact I-9 Sports, League Office 280 and I-9sports.com or contact them via the phone, 505-312-4999. I-9 Sports, I am a big fan of, uh, literally just because they do the best job. They're the super nicest. Dazed and Confused is a coming-of-age film that follows the mayhem of a group of rowdy teenagers in Austin, Texas, celebrating the last day of high school in 1976. The graduating class heads for a popular pool hall and joins an impromptu keg party. However, star football player Randall Pink Floyd, nice, played by Jason London, has promised to focus on the championship game and abstain from partying, which doesn't make sense because there's no football when school graduates, but we're not really going to get into that part of the story. Okay. And you know, blah, 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 all the actors. All right. You want me to go first? Hit me with it. I think that Jason London, who's the main character, should be replaced by Post Malone. I feel that Post Malone would be perfect <coughs> to grab a large demographic, and I feel he is an excellent actor. Post Malone, to me, should play the lead role in my recast of Days and the Confused. That is legit not bad. I know. I, I would not. I would not have thought about that because of all the face tattoos and him being a child and not having the time to get all these face tattoos. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty good, man. Thank you. All right. For Jason London's character, for Pink, I think I would go Jason Sudeikis. Okay, he's too old. You're not casting correctly here. <clears throat> this is 15 years ago. I'm doing it today. Actors from today playing a role from 15 years ago. It's not actors from 15 years ago playing the role that day. Okay. Well, I need a whole new strategy here. All right. I like yours. We'll follow yours down your path. We'll follow me down mine. Okay. Because I was thinking early 2000s. Yes. Because if it's set in 05, well, I guess it's people from today and then you, okay, yeah. whatever. I think your interpretation was wrong, so we'll follow my lead. Okay. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, who plays Wooderson, would be replaced by Bradley Cooper. Okay, he's way too old. Well, I think Matthew McConaughey was way too old at the well, time. Well, Matthew McConaughey was like 24. He had that mustache, though. <laughs> a lot of 24-year-olds have mustaches. He's not like a 45-year-old Bradley Cooper. That's who I'm going with, okay? Bradley Cooper. All right, here, you give me yours, and I'll just smash them. Cool. <laughs> Playing Simone, who is Joey Lauren Adams, I'm going to go with Zendaya. I think Zendaya would do really good. Okay, first off, I don't know who that is. Uh, Google her. Okay. She's an outstanding actor-artist. 
she will do very good. Shauna, and- Shauna Andrews, who played Pickford. Oh, she looks familiar. Yeah, she's very familiar. She's in Spider-Man. In Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. I believe the role of Mike, played by Adam Goldberg, should be played by Justin Timberlake. I believe that that would be very good. I was going to cast Justin Timberlake in mine as well. Uh, of course you were. Yeah. The sister. Because uh, he's relevant and looks young in 2005 and today. Uh, yes. He hasn't aged a day. It's kind of creepy. It's insanely creepy. He's got the Keanu Reeves thing. Yes. Keanu Reeves might be the Highlander. Because it's 2021, and I think we should do a gender swap for no reason whatsoever. I'm casting as Mitch, Miley Cyrus. I think Miley Cyrus would play a very good Mitch. So that's going to be part of my my plan. Okay. Mich- I, could, I, I like the swaps. We, we definitely need more people of color. We need to be more representative. Great, great that you brought that up. And women. Because Pickford is not going to be played by Andre 3000. I think that Andre 3000. Andre 3000 is 50 years old. Hey, but you know what? He don't crack. He doesn't have the, the, just, the J. Tims. He don't crack, dog. He doesn't look 50, but he also looks 40. Playing Anthony Rapp's character, Tony, will be played by Jared Leto. I think that Jared Leto. Is there a website where you just like had celebrity roulette and you just did like the first 10 names to pop up? What? How did you come up with these? Replacing Mila Djokovic as Michelle is Ariana Grande. Okay, I like that one. Thank you. Sean Andrews uh, Pickford will be played by Machine Gun Kelly. Ugh. And then lastly, Cynthia, I will have replaced with Lady Gaga. And you will notice the trend here that I've actually turned it into a musical band. Yes. So Dazed and the Confused is now a Hamilton-esque style musical produced by Disney Plus where all the greatest actors, singer, performers in Hollywood create arguably the greatest reinterpretation of a childhood film. So Zendaya and a bunch of 40-year-olds is what you're doing here. Who can really belt it, though? <laughs> Just cast Vital as the gym coach. He got some, Vital got some pipes. He can sing. I don't know who from the original cast you could bring back that has pipes, but in my musical rendition, and I want it shot like on like a Broadway stage. Okay. I want, like, think Hamilton, but it's dazed and confused. That's my goal here. Yeah, that that would that's very strong, and if no one has pitched that, we need to copyright that idea right now. I believe we would have to get rights from a lot of people to make that happen. But you could be like, uh-uh, I said it first. That's legal. And Fifty Cent plays Ben Affleck's character. This is a great idea that you poorly cast. Where do you put Justin Bieber in there? Because he has to have like a starring role. That's what I'm saying. Carly Rae Jepsen needs to be in there. Katy Perry needs to be in there. Lenny Kravitz needs to be the football coach. Like, you have to have, like, all of these, like, super talented artist actors. you got to bring a couple characters back, though. I bet Matthew McConaughey could sing. No, I think we would have heard it already if he could. Hey, hey, man. Dwight Yoakam could play, like, the coach. I'm, like, dazed and confused, man. Fergie, I think, would be a fit in there somewhere. That's what I'm saying. The musical of Dave, Dazed and Confused 
cast today set in 2005 right, we're gonna put some work into this casting but that's a brilliant idea i'm telling you there's a zillion dollar idea eminem should be in there i don't know how to fit him in well he's he's the lunch lady <laughs> he's serving mom spaghetti that's actually method man <laughs> it's a good program today Ban any final words before we cut it loose? My goodness, too much for the time allotted, my friend. Vital, you did so good today. Good you guys did too. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Monday, Burke.